Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Raptors in the Kitchen on the 25th of May 2018, almost forgot the year, <laughs> what day is it? The year! Uh, I am Paco Rodriguez, I am joined by a resident scruffy looking nerf herder, Tommy Bass. Nice, very nice, very nice. You liking that? Yep. And uh, the man who can do Star the Kessel Trek. run in 12 parsecs, oh, it's man. Neil McCulloch. Good evening. Yeah, Good Star evening. Trek, man. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how are you guys doing? Fine, aye. Um, how are you getting on with your Marvel diet? There was, I mean, you can't just drop that in the audience without any <coughs> kind of preamble. We haven't spoke about the Marvel diet right. on the show yet, have we? No. No, not yet. Mar- um, Paco's currently on the Marvel diet, where by the end of this week, he believes he'll look like Chris Evans. I mean, I'm halfway there already. No, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I've got like one peck, like Chris Evans. You have the physique kind of flat. You have the physique see, of see Samoa when, Joe. See when, <laughs> see when you say Chris Evans, do you mean the popular DJ? <laughs> you don't even look like him, man. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. Aye, so just you know, you jump forward a bit, man. But like, hey, I was looking online at like what they go through, like to to kind of get the physiques to get it. Because, like, I figured it would be, like, really shitty, like, really hard to do. And then when I saw, like, all they do is pretty much eat salmon, steak, and asparagus. And I was like, I can fucking do that. But they train loads. So do that, man. Five hours a day, I'm up and downstairs. Which is what I'm saying. I'm that gonna is have, like, not the same thing. I've you already it. almost got Captain America legs, right? So, like, it's this the top half that's, like, really flabby in that, man. So, like, uh, Your legs, I think, are bigger than Cap's. You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go then. But uh, I will say this, like I have actually been eating pretty much just steak, salmon and asparagus and broccoli for like a week. Like I cut down on like a lot of the sweets and shit. Like I, I've not really drank that much fizzy juice in the past month, Aye. like compared to what I used to drink. Oh man, like you, you've, you've jumped on the diluting juice wagon, which is cool because yeah, I mean, yeah. like you used to like two litres of Dr. Pepper a day. I was like, fuck me, man. Aye, How do you sleep? I don't know. I've been doing this for Why a week. Why are you drinking Dr. Pepper? Shite in it, though. <laughs> fuck, fuck. I, I, bought you, I bought you a bottle of Dr. Pepper yesterday. I, know, I drank it and it was like, oh, I don't know why I never ever buy this. I was just really polite. Fuck's sake, you buy him snacks. You buy him snacks in the cinema. Yeah. <coughs> Fuck's sake, man. I can treat my my. Uh, as, yeah, no. Right. You treat your meals. <laughs> you treat your meal. Hey, uh, my true friends, Tommy. Oh my god! I can't help it. I'm so popular. Hey, uh, yeah. But I, I, you know, like I'm obviously doing this kind of semi jokingly because, like, as Tommy has pointed out, I'm not training, but I have definitely lost weight. Yeah, the point being, yeah, the point being is like, um, you're you're bettering a lot of your intake, which is cool because again, man, I, I had no idea how the fuck you can drink two liters of Dr Pepper or Iron Brew a day, man. But you like yeah. you've, you've jumped the diluting juice. Are you sleeping I mean, better? No, but I think like that's what do you mean no? To me, why am I asking you sleeping better? You just sleep. It's like you're you're one yeah. of the only people I know that conks out almost immediately. Like this, this is like bad kind of time of the year for me because like I've got hay fever. And I find it more difficult to sleep during this time of the year and always wake up feeling like shit. Really? Like, yeah. My eyes are just fucking So do you wake up almost with a hay fever hangover kind of pretty, thing? It, it pretty much actually feels like a fucking hangover. Like my really? fucking mouth is like bone dry and my eyes are all <laughs> shitty. And... Is that not because you snore though? Oh, I mean that's part of it, I but, um... so Do you like, <coughs> like, is your hay fever bad where like your, your eyes are puffy and like, you know, is, is your sinuses like really bad? 
Yes. That sucks, man. This feels like an interrogation now, man. Sorry. But yeah, my clothes are most definitely like a baggier on us in the space of a week of doing this. Well, given that your job, the job that you do is very physical anyway, incorporating a healthy diet to that, man, the fucking weight will drop off you like that. It's not a healthy diet, though. It's like notoriously fucking bad. Because okay. uh, it's like it's essentially an Atkins diet. It's all protein. protein. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna see how I can do it for her because like let's be honest, man, it's not exactly like salmon and steak is bad. No, it's not. Uh, but like I've been Daniela, salmon's not that great. Past past two days, I've been pretty shitty with it though because like I've had like fucking chocolate and like jelly sweets and shit like that just now, man. Um, no, but I mean that like, that that is fuck all compared to like what I used to exactly. Yeah. So, so you don't like salmon, Neil, no? Nah. What's your favourite fish? <clears throat> Not like, you know, in general, like, what is your favourite fish to eat? Have I seen it? I like about monkfish. Monkfish. So nice. if you couldn't tell, it's a slow week for both movies and news since Tommy is stalling his ass off right now, man. <laughs> like... <laughs> The, the king, the king of the king of podcast filler, like a fucking diet sinuses and fucking what type of fish you like. I'll all, have you know, it's all top drawer content. Exactly. I I had a lot. I had some feedback saying that. See, folk, we were talking about the McVitie's chat. Folk were saying I giggled like fuck. That was the best part of the show. Not the reviews. Just oh, the just thanks. the gist. Just the are, are well thought out like a <laughs> contemplations <laughs> on movies. Just the general nonsense of uh, us chatting. I mean, hell, we 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 were talking about a lot of really funny shit recently, and it was like, man, if we were recording, that'd be really. And you're like, save it for the podcast, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know. So what you're saying though is, through public research, you have found out that. We just shouldn't bother reviewing films. I found I found through public research that a lot of folk agree that McVitie's should uh, sponsor us. Damn right, McVitie's should fucking sponsor us. Is McVitie's a Scottish company? No. Don't know. Are Foxes a Scottish company? I like that. No. I don't know. know. (laughs) I mean, like, I realise this is nobody at me. It was was cool because he's he's almost like, no. I I don't know. I feel like they may be, actually, because, like, was yeah. there not like a backlash? I'm gonna have to look. Like after the uh, well, the Jaffa Cake backlash. No, like the uh, the fucking independence Jaffa Cake independence referendum stuff. Right. Like when companies like Bars and Tunics uh, came out in opposition of the Yes campaign and right. like boycott them. Was McVitie's not also included in that? Do you know? I don't know. Um, don't know. Uh, uh, okay, the name derives from the original Scottish biscuit maker, McVitie and Price. There you go. I think the factory found is in a place Ed- called Forth. Founded in Edinburgh in 1830. So, I mean, like, what we're seeing here is that it's not out with the real possibility. Oh, actually, <laughs> Jaffa Cake related uh, material. Uh, me and Paco were watching Agent Car season two, and Paco's like, I really like a cake, and I was like, you know what, man, I'll go get it for you because I, I quite fancy a nice lolly. I, I got a feast, uh, a feast. It wasn't the the feast lolly. It was a you, feast man, sandwich. You really are just fucking scraping the bottom of the barrel and for conversations, are you? Folk like to know what we're doing, and uh, Paco wanted five Jaffa cake bars, and the, the, the Jaffa cake bars. But see across that's a, that's a full day team of bar. 
Well, see, see, at the across the road, man, they didn't have the Jaffa cake bars, and I was like, "Shit, this is uh, this is rude. right." Okay, Tommy, I'm calling for all this. Yeah, day. it's fucking. This is rubbish. See, like, I would let you go on with it if it was actually entertaining, <laughs> but like, it's not at all. Anywhere. Like, everything about what you've been doing for the past ten minutes feels so forced, and I will probably cut it. I, 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 I appreciate the bit that you probably did a good deal. It's not forced. I'm just chatting. But do better, Tommy. So Neil, you've got news. I've got to fucking talk about Harry Weinstein now. Uh, Harry Weinstein has turned himself into the police. Has uh, at least turned himself into the band, the police. That's right, man. Every oh, man, breath I'd, you take. I'd watch that. And by turned himself what in. What the fuck do you mean like, you'd watch that? No, you would not. He's dressing up as the band. <laughs> if he was playing all three members at the same time. It's a tour de force. Can you do your sting impression, Tom? Uh, I'll try. Um, like there's like he's like they do a song called "Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic," and there at one point things like "Every Little Thing She Do Is Magic." I'm like, man, you're from Newcastle. What the mm-hmm. fuck is this? <laughs> I often think that about the police in Sting's performance. Yeah, is that it's a bit. Did you like Did you like him as Mad Rabin in a June? Is that right? <laughs> June's a bad film. It is. It is a bad film, but I still kind of enjoy it. I have this chat with my stepdad all the time because he's like, like, there's times where I chat to him on the phone. And he's like, "Why he's not reviewed June?" I'm like, "Because nobody." <laughs> well, I mean, likes here it is it. right now. Neil just said it's a bad movie, and I agree. <laughs> June is a. Bad, bad film. That is why I am very much looking forward to it's Dennis Villeneuve's double header. It's still really strangely watchable. It's so but It looks shite. It I looks know, so I shite. Like I was listening to a song like last week that came on Spotify. It's like one I'd heard like loads of times before, but never noticed it had like a June reference in it about like a if you don't walk with pattern you won't attract the worm. Like it's a fucking what song is that man? It's like a dance tune. Fuck. Uh, I I will try and remember what that is by the end of the show. Sash <coughs> Ecuador. <laughs> no, no, right. no, it's definitely not that. I play Ecuador quite a lot in work. <laughs> Man, I'll bet you that gets you fucking jazzed to cook the food. Do you do the Ecuador? Uh, no, I'm no, he's right. he's got a big dignity. Okay. He's got, he's got a big dignity. <laughs> Whilst he's listening to that Is that the best Sash song? Ecuador. Um, I know I quite like Stay. That's Sash featuring a, a person. A lot of Sash is Sash featuring a singer. So that's always a singer. I would say that <clears> Ecuador <throat> is better than Stay. Uh, I'm a fan of Encore en Foie. Encore en Foie is a Stonewall classic. It fucking straight up it's an is. absolute but, fucking banger. Um, if you, the listeners, uh, have your... What's anyway, your, your favourite Sash song? Anyway, Harvey Weinstein... He's turned himself into the police. I know, man. <laughs> and he's, he is being charged with uh, rape, several counts of sexual abuse from two separate accusers, and hopefully he'll burn in hell. He will be going to jail. Because uh, it's not just that. Um, there is in Los Angeles and London. He's been accused of... Uh, there's cases there, so yeah. that man is going to jail. No yes. amount of money could keep him away from that. Uh, what's next? I wonder what Kevin Spacey's up to these days. Oh, he's hiding. Yeah, but what's he doing in his daily routine? Don't man rewatches his career when it was good, or sorry, not controversial. 
He just sitting in his house because he can't go outside. See, I mean, the thing is, though, right? He's got enough money to like just sit and play Call of Duty now, doesn't he? But he'd get bored. That's a, that's a sweet ref. Um, let me ask you this. Could you watch The Usual Suspects and still watch it and enjoy it knowing that Kevin Spacey is a fiend? Yeah, because it's a good movie. Yes. I've often... Sorry, recently I've been wanting to stick on American Beauty again, but I'm like, I don't know if I can, because I'm like... Uh, given, given the way that story unfolds <clears throat> and that it's all about creepy sexual tension, that would maybe play a bit more on your mind. Yes, it would. It would. Um, I also thought about rewatching a Kevin Spacey film called K Pax with Jeff Bridges, which is actually a very. Why, why would you watch that? I think K Pax. Is he an alien in that? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a decent effort. Uh, how did we go on it? Well, because of Harvey Weinstein and. Yeah. Right. Uh, this week, I think it was uh, another person that was accused was Morgan Freeman and his. No way! It was basically saying that some folk had said that he was inappropriate uh, on set and did this, but the publisher said, uh, I have never done anything like that and if I've ever disrespected MD and. Can you do it in Morgan Freeman's voice? I have never, ever done anything like that. I think he sounds more like the Bill Clinton I did not have sexual relations with that woman and then six months later he's like she totally sucked me off <laughs> did he not get like was part of the he evidence? didn't get he, he was going to get impeached yeah. but Trump's like, not getting impeached for the shit that was, he was doing was part of the evidence that Bill Clinton not that Monica Lewinsky, Lewinsky could accurately describe his penis because he's got some kind of weird condition yeah. where it's like fucking bent in a weird way no, or something. No, uh, like. I don't know if you're confusing that with when David Beckham cheated on his wife because uh, there, he cheated on his wife with his publicist and she says, I can confirm that and I'll tell you why. It's because he has a wart on his dick. I mean, how many, how many other famous people? <laughs> but the thing hey, is... Vicky, dear audience member... Don't at us in case this is all rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> audience, I like how you say audience member, just yeah. the one. Yeah, the, the, the one person listed it like five times. How's it going, Andy? Um, uh, yeah, but Morgan Freeman, as publicist, said that's a bunch of shit and uh, he, he would never do that. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. But anyway, what's next? Uh, that was bad news. Fuck, is that it? That is actually the paragraph, okay. Yeah. Uh, the other bit of news is that James Mangold will be directing uh, the Boba Fett film. Um, James Mangold directed Logan, um, he directed Copland, uh, Walk the Line, so... Those are good movies. Those are good movies, but then there's the other <coughs> side of the coin where he did Kate and Leopold and Identity, so... Identity was also a good movie? No, it's not, because it rests on the end and the end shit. I don't know. The most part of that film is pretty good, and that guy, like, while, the while, while the film unfolds, it's pretty good. Yeah, but that, who is rest that, that guy on that is conclusion? In, that guy is in, he's in like Zodiac and stuff, like the, the weird dude with the eyes that kind of constantly twitch. He was like the person in identity in the real world that wasn't the. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember? I this? think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. He did a total weird eye thing in identity, but just like totally moved back and forward all the yeah. time. It was cool. But I mean, Logan was excellent. Um, but she also wrote Logan, and he's also writing Boba Fett. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, 
And like, I mean, we'll get to this in a couple of minutes because we've got fuck all else to talk about. But uh, Solo was also actually pretty good, which we'll sets get the way to for other independent Star Wars movies actually being pretty good. We'll get to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, there's your shovel. Uh, well, I mean, I guess sticking with Star Wars being that you know it's the only thing we really talk about just now. Uh, have you guys heard about the big push to try and get? Is it Kathleen Kennedy? Is that her name? Uh, like yeah, the the kind of main Star the, Wars representative at Disney. She's an yeah like, executive uh, Lucasfilm. They're, they're trying to get her sacked because of the Last Jedi, and a and because of Solo claiming that like she's like ruining the franchise and stuff. But like it's all being oh, is, that, is this the internet? Yeah, yeah. It. It's, it's all it's all being caught up in like a then. yeah a whirlwind uh, sexism and all that yeah. bullshit. Is this is this the same people that wanted a petition to delete? Yeah, I would most likely think so. Delete The Last Jedi from history. Think of that sentence and think of how fucking stupid that is. Like, we're all going to, like, you've got a fucking neuralizer. fucking made deal with it. It's so daft, man, honestly. If you don't don't like it, if you don't like it, then don't watch it, man. Same as with a lot of anything. Well, no, it's not with a lot of, with anything. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Um, I don't like Love Island. I've never seen an episode. I have no reason to watch it because it sounds fucking stupid. This is the worst straw man argument I've ever heard. Like from a point I agree with. <laughs> like I just it's so like okay. I can understand folk not being happy with an executive's direction. The the thing is, Star Wars win, lose or draw is always going to make money. It's always going to make money because of the name. Um, no, they're not out of the ground. Is it? The prequels are terrible and they made fucking ton of money. Yeah. And they ran them films, right? I mean, the first one was shit, everyone agreed. The second Man, one was Man bad. Ron Howard was supposed to direct Phantom Menace. Really? Yeah, I read that generic. Hmm. He, turned, he turned it down. Um, Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct Return of the Jedi, but couldn't because uh, Lucas had been kicked out of the Directors Guild of America and Screenwriters Guild. And because Steven Spielberg was a member, he was not allowed to do it. Yeah. So he got Richard Marquand, <clears throat> that guy. Bit of trivia there for you, but um, um, that would have been a an interesting to see Spielberg's version of that, given that every film Spielberg was making at that point was about the breakdown of the American family, and his or, parents' divorce, or hungry and, sharks, and there's elements of that in Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, would have been interesting. Yeah, but uh, someone put up. Speaking for of hungry sharks, though. Like, this is uh, like, what's that, oh, right, man, why did I not see this coming sooner? Uh, Neil has it? actually warned us that he's going to try and get Jaws into every episode. Uh, yeah, can't now, can't do that. Fucking... Uh, um, I, haven't, I, have, I haven't watched Jaws this week, but I, I love that film <laughs> very dearly. Um, We're not talking about Jaws again for 20 minutes. No. Let's just go on, mate. Like, we've got nothing to talk about. Well, what this was, is going to be a short show, people. We're well, no fucking filling up with bullshit. Well, what I was going to say is, for Boba Fett, some of the casting, someone's already said The Rock should be Boba Fett. And I'm like, that's I was like, that's, that is a ridiculous Is, is that just idea. because like the original guy was like a New Zealander or something? Is that, is that the only reason why people are saying that? No, I don't, I don't know. 
they just because because the rock is he's so hard right now because you know? he's so sassy. Yeah. Did he's, you see? He's so oh. not the right body shape. Exactly. Yeah. Oh fuck! Did <laughs> you see the, the choice for it? Did you see the latest trailer for Skyscraper? The Rock steps. Yeah, me opus. and me and Paclis, uh, Man, so I, it, just, it just continues to look more like Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. I I will watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it as well. I will no watch problem. that, and it, it looks fucking silly. But I mean, Rampage was fucking silly, but very entertaining. Um, which brings us to the only film we've seen this week. <laughs> uh, that was the trailer before the only film we've seen this week, Solo. So Han Solo, no, it's just a called Star, Solo, a Star Wars movie. A Star Wars story. Uh, is the unasked for prequel to Han Solo's origins, in which we find out why he's called Han Solo, even though no one asked. We find out how he got his iconic blaster, which no one cared about. We find out how <laughs> him and Chewie became pals. Yeah, which isn't fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I'd like uh, And we find out story. how those little golden dice uh, ended up like on the top of the Millennium Falcon, which no one asked about. And <laughs> that trailer, uh, sorry, the trailers for it just was like, fucking meh, I don't care. The reviews were uneven but fun, and I watched it, and I really fucking enjoyed it. Yeah, like me and Neil also ended up like. Uh, sorry for speaking for you, Neil. Okay. Like we ended up on the same page with it. I think like, yeah. when we came out, we were, uh, at the start of the film, we were both really worried that it was going to end up being terrible, and then by the end of it, it was actually really fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yep, um, I would say it's the second best Star Wars film of the recent Star Wars efforts. For so, uh, Rogue One being the best one, and then you get Force Awakens and I mean, Last Jedi. I, I need to watch Rogue One again. I'd really enjoyed it at it's the time. I, yeah, but like, I would definitely give that. Like, this is much better than Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I said without that, a doubt. I I said this to you last night, Paco. When you've got like the Last Jedi and Force Awakens, you're having to stick to hierarchy of like Skywalker family stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. Solo kind of has to do that as well. It has to fill in certain blanks. But with Rogue One, Rogue One does it as well. But Rogue One and Solo have proven where you can have. A Star Wars film that's not cookie cutter Star Wars. It's got yeah. Star Wars sensibilities about it, but it's 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 its own thing. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the structure of the film and stuff uh, later. I guess uh, for we should probably see the synopsis, which is just that like this movie follows like the early years of Han Solo, where it shows you like him like struggling to survive on his home planet of Karelia. And uh, everything that kind of happens through him meeting Chewbacca and uh, joining the Empire, like how he, how and why he joined the Empire and why he eventually left. Yep. Uh, and it's just like showing how he essentially became the the kind of the the rogue. Yeah. Fucking the 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 solo that we all know. Um, and like it does a, a good job of it. It's got a uh, Emilia Clarke, Woody Harrelson, a uh, Paul, Paul Bettany. And probably a bunch of other folk. I mean, like, who were the... the, the uh, it's got... Thandy Don- Newton was in it. Yeah, Donald Glover, who Donald I, Glover, fir- yeah. I firmly believe... I cannot believe I left him out when he was actually probably the best thing in the film. He was um, fantastic as Lando Carizzi and I think I said this to you last night as well. I was like, Donald Glover, as an all-round entertainer, is going to be, like, the, the hottest fucking thing in the next, like, while. 
Like uh, he's is he the new Eddie Murphy? <laughs> I would. I don't know, man. He, he's a he's, he's going, a, going back to nineteen eighties Eddie Murphy. No, well, that maybe in the the Lando Star Wars movie, he's going to play every role. No, as in like uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, as in like he's a, he's a good singer. He's a good stand-up comic. He's a good writer. He's a good actor. He is. Is, also, he, is he the Eddie Murphy of nineteen? He's good looking, uh, and he's already in talks to be the villain in Black Panther two. So. Yeah, uh, after his performance as Lando, I absolutely no problem with that. Um, I mean, did you have a problem with him before? No, um, also, I, I think it's a, I think it's a great choice. He's already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So how he's in Spider Man Homecoming. How does he become? Hmm. That's a good question. Oh well, well, and I know that uh, well. Scrolls, mate. Scrolls. Yeah. Also, that was a that was another thing. <laughs> that is going to be the get out card for a lot of <laughs> shit. Get in. Man. Phase four of the Marvel Cinematic although, Universe just scrolls. Although I noticed during the week that the the Disney Fox deal hasn't gone through yet. Was it not? No, it's oh. still um, so that, it's still maybe not a thing. And Comcast are going to put in a cash bid which is higher than Sky's bid. Oh, right. Oh, cool. Because I mean, Comcast needs something else to stay yeah. afloat on the. Yeah. Uh, again, like I'm guessing, a lot of people who listen to this are uh, in the UK and might not know what Comcast is, but it's essentially just like a big kind of cable network thing over there, isn't it? Uh, it's their Virgin Media. Yeah. Uh, but like they're totally struggling right now, from what I understand, because like everybody fucking is getting rid of their cable because the internet is what it is. Uh, so yeah, like this makes sense. That they would try yeah. and get something. Like um, that. Speaking of Spider-Man: Homecoming, I seen that um, Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks to play uh, Mysterio. Mysterio yeah. and uh, Keaton apparently is already wanting to come back. Did um, he not die? I no. thought he died. No, he was, no the, the end of Spider-Man: Homecoming is you see him in prison talking to the guy. Who That's right. Scott. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That, uh, but um, Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm like, yeah, why not? Man? I totally blanked ending that film in my head. Yeah. Uh, same. Yeah. Uh, assumed, assumed he died. Sets up two I mean, like Vulture's still in it, and it shows you Scorpion for the first time in any movie, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I uh, but yeah, so Mysterio so, was always like a mega weird villain in the cartoons and stuff. Uh, he's quite and a like, campy villain. Yeah, but, but o- obviously, if they try and keep that design, yeah, just well, will he will he play a magician and will he have a magician? I, I guess he's, he's not even a magician. He's a visual. Oh, he's a, he's yeah, a visual but, uh, effects expert. Well, will they change him to a magician? I don't because magicians use a lot of visual. Effects. He's a visual effects expert. Yeah, he's essentially. Yeah. Do you remember that movie FX? Ah, he's Brian Brown. Yeah, ah, he's Tom Savini. <laughs> he's Brian Brown from FX and FX Two. Okay, he's, he's think, essentially that. Right? Think Spider-Man: Homecoming goes to be a remake of FX Two. I think so, man. Big Joe Hall is going to cloud. Hold on, what came first, FX or Home Alone? FX. FX. Uh, FX is. No, no, it's not early eighties. Because uh, Brian Brown, I think, wasn't really an actor till after Cocktails. So we're talking, we're talking early. Those, do you see why I made that connection? Those early eighties, early nineties. Sorry, late eighties, early nineties. Like FX relies, like he doesn't have any like actual yeah. skill on taking people out. So he jury rigs like everything up to be able to deal with people for him, including that clown suit. So it's also it's, like, it's not even a clown suit. It's like a fucking clown robot. robot. Yeah. yeah, but he he wears a suit and then the. The, the clown copies his movements. I just remember the clown piloting some kind of helicopter. helicopter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's the same as the end of that James Bond film, then? 
Let's backtrack a bit here and yeah, we were talking get, soul. Yeah, why? How did I don't even know how that happened? Yeah, so, so how did we end up with oh, because F- FX was nineteen eighty six. with FX two coming in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, also Home Alone F- was nineteen ninety. They also had FX the series what? from nineteen ninety six to nineteen ninety eight. Brian Brown in it? Probably not. Right. Uh, so. Low. Low. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So we covered the the synopsis and the cast. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, so like, I think <coughs> really pick up with like the start of this movie is fucking dreadful. I thought it was fine. I, I didn't like the start of it. We're, we're always, like this is obviously spoiler free right now. Like the movie only came out yesterday or something the day before. But like a uh, the start of this film was setting off alarm bells for me because like it starts so similarly to the Jabba the Jabba Hutt's palace sequence in Return of the Jedi yeah where I thought this was going to be another movie of just constantly being reminded of the other films and that's like definitely where this film falls down the most is whenever it kind of relies too heavily on the fact that those other movies exist and it has to remind you of those other movies like uh, there's so many shots that are like shots taken from the original trilogy uh, there's just like so many callbacks and similarities and stuff that were definitely intentional but just completely detract from this movie right uh, I feel so anyway but that's they're all really heavily loaded in the first act and then after that like uh, they really don't do it anymore it's like a really de- yeah. definitive kind of part and like Neil had mentioned the the guys who were set to direct it originally like the Jump Street guys what they call called um, Lord and Miller like they apparently their footage uh, did get used so the start of that movie is the Jump Street guys footage and then it changes over to Ron Howard and like as much as Ron Howard doesn't bring anything original to it he does a fucking decent job of it like it's not badly directed it's mm-hmm. just really yeah, it's, it's just work, safe. It's, working like, it's just safe, it's, which is what Ron Howard is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, when you say he didn't break like anything original, like I thought the whole the the first the, the train heist, I thought that was all that's completely second act. I mean, like the the stuff that is all the lead up to him leaving his own planet. Yeah, like it's like ah. quite from the point where he leaves Karelia yeah. onwards, that movie that, becomes good. Yeah, because there is a. There is also a, a kind of noticing style of the film as well at that point, and it feels a, mo- a far more focused. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Far more. Well, it's Ron Howard, so it's safe. It knows, safe. It knows where yeah. it's going. Uh, which is fine though. Like, yeah. the, the direction is like, so inoffensive that like you can really just kind of focus on the plot and the performances. It could be empty. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah exactly. There's nothing definitive about it. You're like, this could be empty. You're like, oh, it's Ron Howard. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, but like, I, I fucking audibly groaned a bit near the start when I, when you find out how Han Solo got his name. Because yeah. not instantly. only do people not need to know it, like, uh, because everybody has strange names in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. It was just such a fucking... It was like that sequence out of the Mario Brothers movie. Mario, like, Mario, uh, Luigi, yeah, Mario, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was that bad. I, it just... I, at that point, like, I thought I was in for, like, a fucking terrible hour and a half to two yeah. hours. And when you grow in death, all that was it. Yeah. And, like, it almost was. And, like, I, I kind of was still nitpicking at little things throughout it, which is, like... 
to me that's usually the start of me hating the movie by the end of it it's just like something happens I'm just not on board with it then all the little things start to stack yeah. up and I end up hating it uh, but in this one it was totally saved by uh, Lando like as soon as Lando showed up and like he had like a lot of charisma and character and he was enjoyable to watch it was like and even before uh, that Woody Harrelson as well like brought a lot I to it I thought Alden Reich uh, Alden Enright Alden Alden Enright that guy Alden Enright that yeah. guy I thought he was actually alright. See, see, as soon as uh, I managed to disassociate in my brain the character of Han Solo and Harrison Ford as being the same, mm. which was a lot easier than I actually thought, I was fine. I thought he was alright. I, I agree. I think he's not. I thought as... he looked a bit smug at times. I liked that though, because Harrison Ford was always smug. Yeah, that's true. But like, they, they also do a good thing in this. Like, he, he did do an alright performance. Like, it's definitely better than a lot of people were making out that it was yeah. but like he's really not charismatic at all no he's still a bit wooden but um, yeah. but like the, the thing they do in this like to kind of highlight that he is young and new to all this constantly is like whenever he gets the opportunity to fly a ship or like whenever anything that's like that is happening he looks genuinely enthusiastic and like it's a massive like you know it's like a dream for film, fulfillment for him yeah like uh, there's like so many shots of just his face that they don't focus on as well it's just you kind of see him in the shot you know like next to someone else or something and uh, he kind of gets a hint of yeah. something that he loves and it yeah. comes through yeah uh, I, I think that his performance is saved a lot by all the other supporting cast because oh, yeah. Amelia Clark, Woody Harrelson, Danny Newton, Chewbacca, uh, Chewbacca yeah, all of them. They all, all do. Paul Bettany doing his best Christopher Walken impression. Yeah, they they all like are really kind of enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Where any kind of misgivings you might have had with him are kind of non factors because mm-hmm. of the rest of it. I feel like I've spoke way more than you guys. No, not at all, man. No, you're kind of hitting the nail on the head there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean as I said, look, we both come out of it pretty much, pretty the, same much the same point. page. Yeah, like from from the get go, I know you were saying you didn't like the first act. I was like, yep, I can totally see some of this. Uh, I liked some of the stuff from the first act. Um, I liked when again it goes into how he comes off his home planet, how he becomes part of the empire, and yada yada yada. I liked all that. My only problem, I say my only problem, when I was seen some of the reviews of uneven there's some times in the film where rather than go from A to B it goes A to C and you feel like yeah. there's a scene missing yeah. like the, the, like, the, 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 there, there's, there is there's, there's a section in the movie where it jumps forward three years and uh, you don't really get a sense of why that cut was there because like the plot doesn't seem to advance because you're still with Han Solo and he hasn't changed but also it's also changed at the point where the three years happens uh, the storyline beat is he's joined the Empire Empire. so the three years is to show that he's gone through training and he is now in a war yeah but you don't see any of that though it just cuts to him still just looking like he's fresh into it yeah, uh, and yeah. It, like the the only reason that three year gap is really there is to be able to explain something that happens with one of the other characters later. Yeah. That we can't talk about right it's, now. It's not. It's not just that, but there's bits. For example, um, him and Paul Bettany are talking, right? And Paul Bettany's mood goes from hot to from cold to hot really quickly. Yeah, that's I was in, like, that's intentional. No, that's no, like, I I get I get the intentions, but at one point during that scene, I was like, I feel like have we missed something? Like, you know, I just, I felt like I'd right. maybe no, missed a scene and there's uh, a couple of times where really, there's a fast... I, I that's took, just I, easy I took that more as, as I said previously, Paul Benny does an amazing 
Christopher Walken yeah. version the whole way through it. But and it's, the way it's quite a, a cliched villain kinda, just in general. That it's, like kinda, the, it's like the Samoa Joe promo. Yeah. That's the start, second time you've mentioned Samoa Joe. Like, yeah. really, really quiet. And then he'll get a bit No, yeah, I, I hear you. It's that it's, whole, like he's trying to be good cop and bad yeah. cop. There's a couple of times, notably during the film, where I just felt like Man, we've we've I feel like we've missed a scene here, or we've missed we've missed a conversation between these characters where they've gone from, as I said, rather than A B C is A to C, and I was like, where's the B? But yeah, there's a there's a lot of things that happen where you've just got to be on board with it going. Yeah, right. Okay, it's just kind of no. Again, it, it, as I have to take that yeah, as I said, like the, the, those were things. Please I don't know. repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> those were those are things that I I, I noticed, but yeah, no, I, ultimately, ultimately, I was like, "Fucking hell, this is I again." I didn't expect much to like trailer, but I was like, "Who the fuck bought this film?" And then you watch it, and you're like, "Man," because my expectations were quite low. Um, I was highly entertained through it to the point where, as I said, I thought it was like Rogue One. Um, the second best of the new Star Wars films. I thought Ron, like you said, it could be MD that directed it. Some of the action sequences were really cool. Yeah, Wood- I mean, I thought he did a perfectly decent job. Yeah, uh, yeah. Woody, Woody Harrelson's good. Every, I thought all the supporting cast, they've all, Donald Glover they, all- as, as MVP, like he was, he steals it whenever he's yeah. on, on scene. Like they, they've all got like really distinct personalities that work well together as yeah. well. And like even the, the kind of periphery characters that like are more in your face, like L3, the drawing. L3 I, I, I thought was fantastic. Like I thought that she was good. I thought that if she was in the film anymore, it might have became quite abrasive. Yeah, one yeah, one yeah, I'll get that. I'll get Like they they, yeah. they kinda handled that character pretty well and that yeah. like they, they kind of knew just how much to use her yeah. but then like also then end up doing like a whole nobody asked for that thing with her yeah. uh, and, and like how her story wraps up yeah, uh, yeah. A, lot, a lot of folk were asking me like I mean I worked to they were like how was it and I mean it's like how does it compare to the other Star Wars films I was like right well I mean the first thing that came to my mind and I spoke to you about this off before we started recording was it's kind of like when you want look when you watch the Marvel Universe and it's like Guardians of the Galaxy or the Avengers where it's this all encompassing fucking threat that will end the world and the goodies have to beat the baddies or else. Uh, whereas in also the Marvel Universe, which is a nice palate cleanser from all that, was Ant Man, where Ant Man is. I know, I know, you're going to say Paco, well, well, he needs to do that, or it would be that, but Ant Man was just. Uh, I was actually like. I was actually thinking exactly that as yeah. Tommy was speaking. Whereas Ant Man for me was a good palate cleanser in terms of it was it was a caper film, it was a heist film, and was solo. I'm like, yeah, this is it's got it's got personal it's, stakes. It's not one. It's got yeah, it's got star. You know, it's not about oh, you have to defeat the empire or whatever. It's Star Wars sensibilities, but it's just a heist film. And I was yeah. like, I yeah. really liked how like, it took that step back. From being, it has to defeat the Empire or the First Order. It hinges on this. It's like a Skywalker thing. I'm like, no, this is really, this shows the potential of what you can do with Star Wars films that don't revolve around defeating the Empire. It it felt logically plotted out. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't leave you kind of going, 
What? Uh, what's this yeah. name? Like, yeah, it also, like, it manages to distill a sense of urgency on like the deadline they've got for it mm-hmm. like that all seems like a kind of natural thing yeah. like the setup and consequences all seem like really good stakes yeah. for those characters uh, plus it also falls into that whole kind of heist movie genre thing yeah. like really well because like it's got like a really satisfying getting the crew together yeah. stuff it's got a really satisfying like kind of goal in mind for the actual heist itself yeah. the jigsaw pieces yeah. fit yeah. really well with it yeah I, uh, I agree with that like the I mean like Maybe a criticism towards it is that like it all comes together a bit too neatly in the planning stage, and then like when it comes to the the kind of setbacks during it, which always can happen in these films, mm. like they're they're never like, you know, if this was like another kind of heist movie, you would get like compounding fuck ups upon yeah. fuck ups. Mm-hmm. Like this is always like this is this part of this the plan, and this is how it fucks up, and this is how they deal with it. Mm. It's like it moves at quite a kind of steady clip yeah. like that. It's never yeah. like a, you know, spinning plates kind of uh, thing. Uh-huh. Them. Um, but like, it's not a bad thing about it, though. Like, mm. the, the fact that it's not like a big, kind of messy plot, I thought was mm. totally to its advantage. Yeah, very simple. Very simple. Uh, you're saying as well, like, people were asking you how it compares to other Star Wars movies. Mm. I think it's also important to note that despite the fact that the Empire has such a minimal role in this, like, you see a Star Destroyer, a few TIE Fighters, and a couple of Stormtroopers, mm-hmm. and the Empire are, like, maybe in total running time in it for, like, three minutes, if that. Yeah. And uh, this movie, I think, kind of shines through for that. I like, agree. It's, it's so distinct from the other Star Wars stuff because it doesn't have the heavy-handed, like, just referential nostalgia stuff. Yeah. Uh, which although, is weird for a people. There's, there's one scene which is really heavily referential. Yeah. Um, but even that didn't feel too egregious. Yeah. Yes. And like I, I said to you when when we left the cinema that it could actually have done without that star star destroyer being there. Mm. Like it, like it feels like that star destroyer was only there to have it in the trailer to remind people that it's Star Wars yeah. that they know, mm-hmm. and uh, it has nothing to do with the fucking movie at all. And really does not like. I mean, it, it gives them something to run from, mm-hmm. like replacing that star destroyer with like some form of fleet of the marauders, which is like something they already had set up in the film, mm-hmm. would have made it like a more contained story, uh, and still had the same effect of forcing them mm-hmm. to kind of leave their kind of comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, what else are going to say, man? I mean, that was really it. I mean, one thing I liked as well is like obviously there's. A, I mean, I've been saying heist film a lot. And there is like the, the, there's a train, but I mean it's in the trailers that there's a train. But uh, I thought the kind of wee band of villains there was actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, many kind, yeah. many kind of Star Warsy, but enough of them where I was like, the, I could maybe see this. The, and then there was the main one looked so much like the enemies in Destiny the Fallen. Yeah, there was a callback as well to a villain, and I really liked it. That was exactly like that. The yeah, do not talk any more about that. But like that cameo. Was fucking great. Yeah, I I so actually I was like I, I smiled a lot and hey. I was like oh cool man, which All is right. which That's is funny. One that I just no. no, which is funny. Okay. That's right, because yeah, that was a really good cameo. If really anybody is going to get wound up about something in this movie, if, especially if they haven't been keeping up with like uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels cartoon stuff, which are still canon. That is going to be a shocking thing to see, yeah. And I can imagine people being like, "That's you're fucking a, you're stupid." You're Joe Punter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like some folk are going to react to that saying it's stupid. That he's there, mm-hmm. uh, but no, it was uh, it was it was a cameo I really enjoyed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say. Uh, 
about this. I, I think it's. Well, I, I think there's a couple more things, man. Like, yeah. All right, sorry, which, well, which is, sorry, which is which is the interesting thing. Like, I did not think there would be anything yeah. to say about this film other I, than it was generic pish. It manages to subvert expectations in a way that are not annoying. That entire third act does not play out at all how I thought it would. Okay. It, it plays. It plays out like I don't want to come to spaghetti western. Like a. Mm. And I find that really enjoyable. None yeah. of it is predictable, though. Yeah. I mean, like, think certain things happen that you expect would happen. Yeah. But the finer details of the yeah. plot and how they go it's about it's it dealt with is, really well. Yeah. yeah. Like the the kind of uh, managed to avoid the whole kind of hero saves the day gets the trophy woman mm. thing. Like, uh, I mean, that may be a spoiler. I apologise if you consider that that sort of thing because like, a lot of the movie is... Tommy, do we consider that a spoiler? That's okay. No, uh, no, that's okay. But, like, not oh, only yeah. that, like, you expect there to be deceit and deception, especially from the person who warns you not to trust anybody. Oh, yeah, that is like, a cliche. I okay. kind of felt that was coming the whole way. Yeah, everybody right. did, though. Yeah. But, like, even the way they did it, like, it wasn't... It wasn't bad. It was satisfying. Mm. And like and the whole build up to it, and like the way it was resolved was really well done in a way that was referential to the original trilogy, mm. but not pandering like a lot of the other references. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Uh, even like the yeah the resolve of like the main kind of antagonist was handled in a different way from what I expected as well. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, it still kind of plays out largely how you might expect but like it's mm. still there's enough in there that happens that is different that it felt kind of refreshing to watch a movie where you didn't just know everything about it by the time it ended do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. no I... like there, there's so many other like Marvel movies and even the Star Wars ones where like you kind of just see every plot twist and plot detail from the fucking first scene you just know how it's going to play out that was not the case with this film yeah surprising very yeah. surprising. I'm, 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 I'm glad because again, I couldn't give two shits about this two weeks ago, but I was happy. I seen it. Uh, I said to Neil and Paco, "I'm looking forward to going to watch it again." Yeah. Now that I was like, "Yep, this was very satisfying. It was very entertaining. I'm not worried about it. I'm like, I can go watch it. Not so much relax, but I reckon you know, just sit and enjoy the fact that this is an entertaining Star Wars film." I was dragging my heels going into it, thinking I was going to hate it. I thought it was going to be shit. I ended up. Pleasantly surprised. See the wee prologue at the start, which was written in the Lucasfilm. Yeah. I did not like that. I don't remember uh, it other than the fact that it was written in the Lucasfilm. Film. I I didn't mind it. it. It's because you know, like it's not, it's not the the, the main Skywalker kind. Yeah, it was you like, like you don't really need I kind this. Of thought, like, Are you talking about the fact that it's not a scroll, but it's like yeah. it's it's like I the, didn't I didn't like. The bit the that font, yeah, the, 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 the bit f- that appears before the scroll in a film, but it's like the in a galaxy, yeah, like far, far away, and then the the, re- yeah. the scroll is kind of written. Okay, yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I find it really jarring, and also the last line of it was fucking. What, mince. what was it? It was like something about it was some flowery bullshit about how living in the slums can make you a hero type thing, right, 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 or something. A diamond like that. Off a yeah, yeah something like that. Very, very it, it, felt, it was that was very Disney. Yeah. Um, what I will say is like as much as I've been praising like a lot of the decisions I made later on and stuff there's one or two things in it that I feel would have been like obvious things to have in the movie that they didn't do uh, specifically to do with like Han and Woody Harrelson like Woody Harrelson is essentially like 
the role model for he's the, he's the, yeah he's the blueprint for what Han becomes in the original trilogy yeah. and like Han in this is like way more optimistic like he sees himself as the bad boy but nobody takes him seriously that mm-hmm. way yeah. and like there's a few moments in this movie where they had a chance to show Woody Harrelson doing stuff uh, and how that would have affected Han's decisions in the other movies that they just didn't take mm. uh, like I don't I don't want to get more specific than that because it will actually go into spoilers but like a uh, there was just some moments where like the parallels between them could have been different in order to kind of show character building. Yeah. Again, I I don't do I, I don't have anything more to say about it other than huh? go and go and see it. It's, watch it. It's actually it's entertaining. Very, it's very entertaining. Yeah. I like I I've not seen Rogue One since it was in the cinema. I really enjoyed it back then. I don't know how much I would enjoy it now. It's like I'm guessing, it's, yeah. Like uh, this is definitely better than Force Awakens and Last Jedi, yeah. without a fucking doubt. It's better than all the prequels, which already sets it well above. Again, like we were talking stuff. about, it's because this film kind of dares to be different in terms of it's. Uh, it's not about taking down the Empire, yeah, but it's still like, familiar. It's not yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's it dares to be different, but it's got Star Wars sensibilities to it in terms of humor, in terms of like the way things play out. As I said. What's in, what's the, the biggest thing that I take from this film is that doing a film that's not about taking down the Empire or the or the fucking First Order is like is possible in the Star Wars universe and maybe you should try to do that with other that, things. That's what most of these sides of the should be though. I agree. Well, I can see the Boba Fett one being about taking down the Empire. Nah. Given, I, given that nah. he's a big space fan. I mean like these are, these are Disney properties and they're all going to be 12 A's guaranteed yeah. if it's even that right. <laughs> but like, is that, that? that should be the title of the Boba Fett film. The, Boba Fett. Fascist for cash. See, like the <laughs> fascist like, for there's, cash. There's like really good potential to have like a fucking proper kind of just mature movie about Boba Fett yeah. dealing with the fact that he got his fucking ass handed to him in Tatooine and spent some time in a fucking monster stomach being like dis- like digested alive. Like you know what I mean? Like kind of com- coming out the fucking other end of that. And I, being, am- like, I imagine the Boba Fett film will be set. Yeah, that's a big yeah. <laughs> but it shouldn't be is my point there'll be no clone wars or fuck all either in that I think they're just like the prequel canons like that nah, but does any, there's no canon that exists anymore that has Boba Fett having escaped that well, that's true that's, oh, true. that's a good point that's a very so, good point this is one thing like, uh, it's not really spoilers <laughs> at all because it's not like a plot <laughs> relative thing but like there's a bit that happens near the end of the movie where a uh, Woody Harrelson like shoots a bunch of people who are threat a threat to him, and uh, in that sequence there's like a set of Boba Fett Mandorian a uh, armor standing behind him. But like, I didn't realize it was just the yeah. armor. I it thought it looks, was Boba Fett. It looks like there is a, a, another guy in yeah. the room. So like, he's just not getting involved. Yeah. In when, when Woody Harrelson <laughs> just doesn't shoot him and the guy doesn't react, I was like, "What's he doing? Like, why is Boba Fett just standing there?" Like, uh, it took me like a good minute and a half to realize it was just the armor with nobody in it. <laughs> it's like he's just standing fuck. there because he's not got his doll. Exactly. It's like, only got what, his fashion what is that? Like, surely Paul Bettany has paid them. Uh, I suppose that's like another flaw of this like other than like the named characters that we already knew about like Chewie Han and Lando uh, I, I know that Amelia Clark was called Kira could not tell you the name of anybody else other than L3 yeah that's true I don't know. I can't remember. No, wait. <laughs> Paul, Paul Bettany's called like Crimson something. No, no that's the organization is called Crimson Dawn. Dawn. Yes. He's called something like it's Becker it's like Dyson Becker is. He's Woody Harrelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Or like, someone that. 
Like, maybe not Becker, but Becker, it's, it's, it's like Fred Dyson or something. Oh, don't know. Look. Inventing hoovers and running fucking horrible, shitty cartels in space. Yeah. Again, I mean, is there any more to say? That's us. Quite surprised. He's Dryden Voss. Dryden. They, uh, they did not utilise the, is it coaxium the stuff was called? Yes. The, the kinda, that's how the movie starts, involves coaxium. Like the mid-film action sequence involves it. And uh, the ending also involves yeah. it. But, like the mid sequence shows what it can do, but no one gets injured. I'm surprised there wasn't a sequence where that uh, was like a bigger. A, yeah. I mean, oh. th- that was part of like what set the the kind of the urgency off in the end. But like they never they never utilized that. I didn't realize who the wee pilot guy was. Who was that? That's what I was going to mention that earlier. Who do you think it was? Ooh. Fucking Andy Circus, because it's always Andy Circus. It's a CGI monster. Don't know, man. Is John Favreau? All oh, right, okay. Yeah, Actually, I, 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 I knew he was in it. Yeah, okay, okay. I didn't okay. know he was in it. I never have got it. Oh, there you go. There's a couple, was... there's a couple of CGI characters in this, which are both very, very good. Mm-hmm. Both? Who's the other one? Oh, the droid show is here. Right, all oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um... Um, this is like the only other thing I would say as well I don't want to talk about it at all because like it's not something I'd really uh, oppose or care too much about but you can know for a fact that there's going to be a lot of people screaming about SJWs as well because of L3 and because of like uh, the Marauders at the end uh, like uh, I can't wait to see the people fucking getting their pants in a twist about fucking that, yeah, that sort that, of bullshit that like just yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be fun like rolling my eyes at them uh, when I see the inevitable fucking just moronic comments. Yeah. Uh, only other thing I was going to say about it as well is like if this movie had turned out to be as shit as we all expected like the announcement of the Boba Fett movie would have had everybody rolling their eyes Yeah, like, I love the idea it might not have even happened like Boba Fett is like so overinflated in a lot of kind of ways but now, like the news of that movie, I'm absolutely fine with it being done. Right. I'm looking forward to it. Even I want uh, Stephen Daldry's apparently still trying to get an Obi Wan movie on the go. Yeah, and that's the film I want. I want old fashioned western style Obi Wan turning about yeah. the desert, yeah. being a space wizard. Worst <laughs> part of the film was Han speaking Wookiee. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was bad. bad. But we we can't we're, we're getting in kind of spoiler territory. Yeah, just saying that that was like the worst bit. I think I think it's safe to say we know that he meets Chewbacca. Yes, but we <laughs> didn't know that he fucking spoke. It's so, uh, it's, it's it's so terrible. I felt that was still a, a Lord and Miller scene. Yeah, maybe because like you you totally mentioned the, like the dialogue between the yeah, stormtroopers as well. Uh, do you want to do like a spoiler talk bit at the end here, or are we just done? I'm, I would say we're just done. Yeah, you know, I'm quite happy not to. Yeah, spoil I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, so I sorry. think people should go and see this film. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we all three of us recommend it, which is something I would not have thought we were going to say. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, we, we did. We did make jokes about the fact that it's a Ron Howard movie, so it's going to be a three out of five. Uh, I think I gave it three and a half out of five on Letterbox. Well, to be to be fair, uh, uh, Ron Howard is three and a half. Three. Right. It's never a f- well. It's it's only sometimes a four. Do you know? What? I think this was a four. Um, okay. I think this is the uh, kind of film I, that might actually get better with repeat viewings. I, I enjoyed it. 
I, I got into it a lot quicker than I thought. I fucking loved all Orlando's capes and his yeah. gelbs. Like, at one that, point... There's a lot of the small details I really, really enjoyed. At one point, like, Neil kind of leaned over to me and went, look at his fucking short. And I was actually thinking yeah. about it at the same time. That bit with Nargam on it then. Told him, right? Yeah, it's totally great. It's not just like pyjamas. <laughs> I, I think that's us. We're done. Thanks uh, for listening to us. Yeah. Okay, you can uh, next week follow Raptors in the Kitchen on Twitter <laughs> at a at Raptors, Raptors podcast. A you can tweet me at Paco Ruk. You can tweet Tommy at Vast Destruction. Mm-hmm. You can tweet Neil at Scorch Eight Hundred Eight. You can find this podcast on anything because you're already listening to it. So I don't know why yeah, it's iTunes, SoundCloud, like Facebook will have a link. After something we don't really ever usually see. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. we never usually say it, man, but like we would really appreciate it if you enjoy the show, if you've listened to it this long, like uh, to get to the end of this. Give it a wee like and a wee review on like iTunes or something, share it with your pals. Tell your friends. Force your mm-hmm. mother to listen to it. Oh yeah, more already listen uh, to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Like uh, we've got like a couple other, you know, people in Glasgow that we know that do stuff as well that's pretty good. Like uh, our mate Lee does a gaming podcast that I'm on called Monster Closet. Our mate Jason does a blog review stuff called Mogul Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, a former Raptor in the Kitchen host, Alan Kerr, has started up a podcast with a good friend of ours, Andy Craddock, called Cinematic for the People. Um, they are now our foes. They are. They are indeed, man. <laughs> I mean, they don't big our shit up. Well, we're big in their shit up, so... You are. <laughs> Communist. I... That's us. Like, have you got any kind of things you want us to talk about? If you want to send in an email for the first time ever? Actually, not an email because like we still don't have access to the email tweet. account tweet. because like I fucking completely tweet. fucked why, that why, up. Why don't we just start a new email? Because we've got like we just need to talk to Alan Kerr, who Tommy just uh, you know offended. I didn't <laughs> offend him. I didn't offend him. I'm stating facts. I. <laughs> He's got the password for it. Like, annoyingly, his phone number ends with the same digits as mine does. So whenever I did the forget password stuff for the account, I thought it was sent it to my phone, but I never got the codes because Alan was getting the codes uh, to get back into the email address. Uh, but surely, yeah, surely, send, surely you could have forwarded that one. Send us a direct message tweet on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and like, we'll probably read yeah. it out in the show. Yeah. Message on Facebook. Unless it's Let fucking it. terrible, yeah. in which oh, case. Also, listen to all our pals' stuff. Also, nice uh, nice. this week, me and Tommy are going to watch Electric Dreams. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that's going to be fucking a fun. a 80s movie, which, I, which oh. is essentially just her. So if you want to watch that, and then I fucking feedback. Is this like some kind of book club? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, Except we said we watch awesome shit, shit movies. Yeah. Well, anyway, that'll do us for this week. Uh, watch Jaws. Watch Jaws. It is. Uh, not get it, boys. There you go. Uh, Raptors in the kitchen. See when uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom comes out and there's now the Raptors in the bedroom. Do we have to do that same thing? Uh,